Rocking Him for such fine words. We live in godless reign. Rocking Him, revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency that might cease from me to see your son. But, Father, just in case I stop with the servant, please send your servant to a detour sign that I may show him the way to go. Because, God, there's absolutely nothing about me. It's completely all about you. God, it's completely all about you and absolutely nothing about me. I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And, God, I pray for spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power, that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give our worship team a good, a good, good praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful. That's the mass choir. Mass choir. Even, 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 the, even the young folks in there. The, the, the teenagers. Teenagers. All right. Happy resurrection, everybody. All right, all right, all right. We are in a series um, in 2 Peter. We're going to stay on track and be right where we are. And we're going to teach you through 2 Peter that you will continue to go through certain God's word. Last week we stopped at verse 3. This morning we were talking about the oh, outstanding. You the man, Deacon Paul. There's our yeah, right. <laughs> That's it? For real? He come on Sunday. Okay. We'll make it work. Now get your Bibles out. Okay, let's, let's read this together. Every part of scripture is and useful, showing us, exposing our, correcting our, training us through the word and shaped up, God has for us. I have an assignment from God. I have an assignment from God. Now, y- now, the plan is, y'all say amen, you're going to get y'all here early. Because it's Easter, which y'all going to have dinner and hang out and enjoy the resurrection day. Y'all don't say amen, we might be here a minute. <laughs> okay, Second Peter chapter 2. So, Deacon Paul, if you don't have anything, to just give me, um, pull, the, pull that verse up. And I'll just walk that verse, uh, and I'll just walk the verse down. You the man. So, the title of this message is The Cost of Deception. So the c- title of this message is The Cost of Deception. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 9. And I will just walk through the verses with you real quickly. And that you can, um, I want to just kind of sp- explain the verses and we'll have, okay. It says, so we, text says, for God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness. But it reserved for judgment and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of the eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood of the world of the ungodly. The cause of deception is this here. Here's the first point. God corrected deception in his creation. God corrected deception in his creation. First person we see here who is now listen, all this is based upon the fact that false teachers and, and, and false prophets were running rampant havoc. And God does not honor deception. God's a God, he said, Thy word is not true. God's a God of truth. He's a God, he's a God of, of complete truth. And if God doesn't like truth, he deals with it. So the first point, God corrected deception in creation. 
did not God, didn't God create, didn't God create everything? Including the angels, including the angels. Didn't, he, didn't God make the angels? When the angels got beside themselves, God had to correct them. The Bible said that Satan took a third of the host and rebelled against God. Satan got so that he was called Lucifer, the bright and morning star. He was the angel in charge of charge of praise. He was in charge of praising and lifting the name of God up. He was he was majestic. He was uniquely made different from the angels because of who because from the other angels because he was the angel of praise. He got so into himself that because he got lifted up in pride, he rebelled against God and said, I want to be like the most high God. You can read this story in, in Ezekiel and also in Isaiah. The Bible said God cast him down. He had to correct that creation. Then God made man. Man came on earth, and all of a sudden, man, again, man got prideful. Because, again, if you read, if you read in 1 Peter, it talks about those, ne the, those um, the, the, ne the, um, the Nelephans that came down and kind of ha got happy with the, daughters, with the daughters of men and made these beastful, gigantic men, and that made the whole world go havoc, where God says, I got to get rid of the world. Because why? God cannot deal with deception. And nothing has changed now. I mean, I want you to know right now, just because you see stuff going on in society doesn't mean God is not going to deal with it. A lot of, a lot of Christians be feel like, well, you know, God's not really going to deal with it. God's, if God's so much a God of love, how come, he's not, how come he's allowing this stuff to happen? Well, because God is a God of free will. How many of y'all know about free will? Free will means that a merciful God gave us the right to choose. He's not forcing upon us. He's saying, when you come to me, you're coming with free will. You're coming with me because you want to, because you feel my presence and you want to be part of my family. It's a free will. No other, no other faith can you come to with free will. Now, once you come, things you got to do, but you come with free will. That's why Paul says, I'm a bond slave. Bond slave means I've been set free, but because I love my master so much, I'll now work for free. Because I want to be here. We are called bond slaves to God. Because of the free will that God gave us, we want to be so far of it so much, we want to be with him. Therefore, God can't stand deception. And he always, and how many of us tried to, tried to, to get away with stuff and, and got caught? Anybody got get, get caught? How many, I mean, how many of you had a real good plan and still got caught? Well, guess what? If you can't fool earthly mom and dad, what's going to happen with God? Who sees past? God sees in the dark. Guess that. So when, God, when you're doing something in the dark, God says, it, it, it's a hundred wide above. He still sees it. So you can't deceive God. So I want you to realize, you may think you're getting away, but God will always correct deception. Next verse. Six and seven. And turning the seas of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live what? Ungodly. And delivered the righteous lot who was oppressed by what? The filthy conduct of the wicked. God also confronts deception in the culture. Not only does God correct deception, but also he confronts it. God is not a God is not going to deal. 
with the deception. Now, the culture that, that God put Lot in, Sodom and Gomorrah was just not a place of, I mean, a lot of, us, lot of um, self-righteous people use Sodom and Gomorrah as the, the rallying cry for the homosexual movement. There was a whole lot more in Sodom and Gomorrah than just homosexuality. God didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah just for the sin of homosexuality. There was, there was some pride going on there. There was some deception going on there. There was some lying going on there. There was some, some hormone going on there. There was some gambling. There was some misrule in leadership. There's a whole, matter of fact, look a little bit like America. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in Gomorrah that looks like America. Can we be honest? We, we have a type of, of Sodom and Gomorrah spirit in our country today. And I want you to realize that God's gonna co- God is going to confront this culture. Don't know how. Don't know when. Well, he's kind of confronted now. Because a lot of us, are, we got ISIS. We got our religious liberties being challenged. He's confronting the culture now. And he's asking the church, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle the struggles and the challenges of this world? Lot sat there, a righteous man, and watching his city, his culture, decay. How many, us, how many of us feel like Lot? We're watching our, our, our culture decay. It's almost a shame to watch TV now. Remember, remember back in the day with, with Ricky and Lucy? And as soon as Ricky and Lucy would kiss, they go, dan, dan, dan. It was still, it, 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 it was, you didn't even see him kiss. A little heart would show up. And remember, they, they showed the bedroom, it was two beds. Now on TV, good night. You're seeing everything. Where, where do we go? Where do we, how do we get there? How do we get to a place where the number one show, which was used to be 92102, was a show of high school kids having sex? How do we get there to where just a couple years ago, we couldn't see two grown adult parents kissing on TV? And now on TV, we see high school kids have. We got, there was one show um, where they highlighted the fact that a young lady was losing her virginity and that a young gay guy was losing his. It was the highlight of the, of, of the episode. And just 20 years ago, we couldn't watch Ricky kiss Lucy on TV. You know, if we don't start teaching, I love that we have these, the, the Mendoza's and the kids and also um, Mr. Cruz. If we don't start teaching our kids the culture, the culture will t- overtake them. It's not for our kids to think that certain activities are okay. It's not to teach our kids that, you know, since everyone else is doing it, it's going to be okay. Uh, no, it's not. If you don't teach your children a worldview now, as they grow older, guess what's going to happen? It, it molds them, their view of the world. Um, I heard there's a new thing called, um, you can call everybody daddy in school. Is that right? You all know? Well, in school, they told me in school, um, Felipe, that, that, that boys and girls can call each other daddy. So girls call another girl, hey, daddy. A guy calls another guy, hey, daddy. So giving them, everybody's a daddy now. This new thing, this new fed they got. Well, if you start calling everyone daddy, you kind of take away the mold, the, the, the role, the gender role. Because everything becomes what? Equal. Is that not our culture shifting? In our culture, you can, you can stay on welfare forever as long as you have a man 
shackling your house. You get married, and still you can get married with a man who 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 both your incomes is still on the minimum wage, still need help, but not because you're married. The government says, "I'm cutting you off," because why? The role has changed now, because the government wants you to keep you with, keep you under their under their locked piece of culture. The the, the it's, it's the section of society is pulling us farther and farther away from traditional values, and 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 whether you realize it or not. The church has got to stand for that. The church has got to step and say, no, it's okay for a young boy to be a young boy, a young girl to be a young girl. It's okay to have um, celibacy. It's okay to have men be men and wives be wives. That's, okay. That's our standard. The text says and that God saved righteous Lot who was oppressed. He was oppressed. How many, now, how many of y'all sometimes get oppressed about how things are in the world today? I mean, a, a young lady told me the other day, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with my young kids. My kids are four and five. If this is happening now, what's going to happen when my kids get older? That's why we need to pray that we can get the school started at New Season Spring Valley and build the campus and get the new building because in the new building, I'm going to have a school. I'm, I'm going to have a school at both campuses, Paris Valley and, and at Spring Valley. The Spring Valley, the, camp, the Paris Valley campus is going to be the elementary school, and the, Paris, and the Spring Valley campus is going to be the high school. Because we're going we're gonna to football team called the Court of Conquerors. It'll be like David with some rocks, and, and, and Demond is going to be the coach. <laughs> and we're going to win all the championships, and in Jesus' name, it's going to be great. And so, because why? If we don't start putting something in place, these kids of ours get caught up in the culture. And you know what I'm finding out? This is real important for you parents right now. I'm glad we're bringing our kids to Easter service. But think about this. I told someone this morning. To me, Easter is just not about this one day. You want to get real, Easter is every day you get up. So at New, I mean, you, you, you don't see it. I mean, your pastor personally doesn't put a whole lot of fuss on Easter. Because I thank God every day he got up for me. It's almost like my kids one time, um, they said they didn't get as much Christmas gifts as, as, the na- as, as our neighbor did. And they said, uh, we wouldn't make a lot of money. I was going to raise my kids myself. They said, we didn't get a lot of toys. And so the day after Christmas, I gave them some cereal. I said, Merry Christmas. What do you mean? It's some food. And the clothes you're putting on? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Like, go, 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 go turn the TV on. It's on, right? TV cartoons? Yeah. Merry Christmas. And then every day is <laughs> Merry Christmas. Because you're, you, you, you're getting something you didn't earn. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got no job. Y'all ain't buying none of the stuff here. So Merry Christmas. Christmas is, a, is giving someone a free gift, a gift that they didn't, re- they, they, they didn't buy the gift. It's unmerited. Here. So my kids thought that they both get Christmas came on one day. Oh, and so I, I started telling Merry Christmas July and June. So my kids know I go, hey, Merry Christmas. So guess what? To me, Easter, a resurrection, is not just one day. Every day, happy resurrection. I used to be, remember when you was out in the world being crazy? Happy resurrection. Remember when God answered your prayer? Happy resurrection. Remember God came and helped you get through what you was getting through? Happy resurrection. It's just not one day. 
And we can't let the culture confuse us about our God. Wait, it said, it said he kept Lot. For the righteous man dwelt among them and was tormented his righteousness deed. Lot, Lot was, because what? By seeing and what? Hearing their lawless good deeds. Lot saw it. He heard it. The issue is, Lot didn't confront it. How do we know that? But see, then, how we know that? Because Lot couldn't get eight people saved. When the church does not confront the culture, the result is an unchanged culture. I mean, Abraham got it down to ten people. If Lot could have just saved his daughter's boyfriends, God wouldn't destroy his son anymore. Lot really, he didn't change. Lot's so serious, Lot really didn't change his wife. Why? Lot had a personal relationship, but not outside influence. Because Lot's life never affected the culture. As a Christian, our role, our, our calling is to affect the culture. Just to confront it and affect it. Because why? If we don't, people go to hell. And guess what? People are destroyed. How many people you know they have, are being destroyed by this culture? Loose, loose um, sexual um, promiscuity, alcoholism, drugs. Uh, I have a pastor in Denver. He says that legaliz- the legalization of marijuana is destroying their, their, their state. Last year they said that marijuana, legal marijuana is a $40 billion industry. And it j- no, $40 million, And it just got started. $40 million for legal marijuana. He said our entire state is being thrown up in the air. And Denver used to be one of the most right states in the country. That's the, that, 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 that's the foundation of, 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 um, of um, Focus on the Family. That's where Focus, Focus on the Family headquarters is in Denver. That whole state was used to be very, very godly. Now, because of legal marijuana, it's going south. Why? Because it has not confronted the culture. Because of $40 million, $40 million industry, like legalized, pe- let people go and get high. It's been into the culture now. Lot, we're, we're, we're lots. We're watching it and being silenced. Not, not only God, not only God, not only God um, correct the culture, not only God, not only God confront the culture, but also God had concern for the community. Look at the text. It says, then the Lord knows how to what? Deliver the what? Godly. Out of the what? Temptation. And reserve the unjust on the punishment for the what? How did he do it? Through Jesus Christ. God's concern for his creation. God's concern. God's direction. Confronting his culture. Came through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into the culture. Confronted it. Lived a sinless life. And showed us. We can live a sinless life because why? He had the word. He had the indwelling word in him, and the Holy Spirit. Now that we have, we can we we can tap into, keeps us from going astray. But guess what? We must not yield to what temptation. We must not yield to what this culture. And really, if you are honest with yourself, because of the resurrection, we now have no excuse why we're doing why we live a life outside of God's grace. Because guess what? The same power, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 18, the same power that raised up a dead Jesus 
that same power you now have access to. So you have an addiction, an issue. only reason why you have an addiction, an issue, because you, your free will, you're choosing to keep that thing going. There's no sin you may have done in your life that you're, that you're truly, Paul said it, Paul said in the text, um, I am the chief sinner. I'm the chief sinner. I'm, I'm, I did it all. Well, I got some good news and bad news. Your pastor has done it all. <laughs> I understand about drugs. I understand about drinking. I understand about chasing women. I understand about jail. I, I've done it all. I didn't, I didn't go to no 12-step program. I didn't go to no rehab program. I got saved. I met Jesus. Period. I didn't, I didn't get, do no meditation. I didn't go to no clinic. I got Jesus. Jerry, I, I got Jesus. I believe that the resurrection was real. I believe that Christ died for my sins. I accepted that. I received the Holy Spirit into my life. I let the Holy Spirit lead and guide me and empower me. And therefore, now I live a life that pleases God. Why? I chose to accept it. I chose to follow it. Because I chose it, I accept the power and the grace he gives me. Therefore, I live my life accordingly. Real simple. Being saved is not a, a, a trick. If being saved is not something, some mad trick. Being saved is you telling yourself, I will live to honor God. That's it. And when you do that, guess what? The dumb stuff seems dumb. See, when you don't give yourself, when you don't, when you don't turn yourself over to God, the dumb stuff doesn't seem dumb. But once you get really saving, how many? I got, I got coming. How many people here used to, used to, uh, um, 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 let's say, I want to say it nicely. Um, um, how many of us here love occasional? Um, Non-carbonated drinks. <laughs> How's that? Okay. Yeah, yeah beverages. Non-carbonated non be beverages. I used to like that. Okay. Uh, no, let's say fermented, fer fer fermented beverages. Okay. Fermented beverages. Okay. Now, now that you're saved, and you see somebody indulging in that activity, what, what do you do? What do you just say? You say, I can't believe that was me. Then we would drink happy. Ah, yeah. Give me some more. We would. Wake up like, oh, man, my head, my head. Now that we're saved, we're going, what in the world was I thinking about? How many of us used to deal in, in Exodus prayer, um, 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 how many say this again? Leaf activities. Vegetation. How many of us used to deal with vegetation? <laughs> come on, come on. We got to deal with vegetation. You see somebody now dealing with vegetation, how you be like, what in the world? I mean, I mean, there's some things you'd be like, man, now that you're saved going, I can't believe I did that. Because why? You woke up. The light came on. And guess what? You got Jesus. So, beloved, if you, if you, if you want to be saved, you want to be safe and saved, don't just make the resurrection once a year, every day of your life. David said, thy word that I hid in my heart, that I would not sin against thee. Psalmist says, Lord, thank you for my daily bread. James said, life is but a vapor. Matthew said, take no thought of tomorrow. There's no drama in today to take care of itself. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. God's, God's, a, God's a right now God. He's not a God of, of maybe. He's, he's right now. So if you want to have a right now God, live a right now life, which will live a right. If you live a right now life every day of every day, you'll find how each day gets easier when you live right now. So right now, let's celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because the power of that resurrection is what keeps you when all the dumb stuff goes around in life, when the culture is, is losing its mind, when, the, when, the, when God's creation and God's cult, God's the culture of the world and God's community is losing its mind, God is so concerned, he said, it's only God's son that died for you. If you care, realize, I am better than this. See, for yourself, you'll stay in your mud. Once you realize that I am, I am the apple of what? And I am what? That's when you realize, thank God for the resurrection. This morning, you hear this morning, you want to have the power of the resurrection. You can have that power today by coming to Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you this morning for being a great God, being an amazing God, being a God that loves us just where we are. God, there's someone here this morning who's tired of the, tired of, 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 of the culture, tired of watching this community's living, and today, want to experience the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Today, God, at their seat, they can accept the choice of freedom, the free will choice to come and be changed by you. You hear this morning. You want to accept the free choice of changing by Jesus Christ. At your seat. Let's raise your hand. Pastor, I need you. I spotted with your hand. You're right. I just need you to stop. You're here today. Raise your hand. You have been out in church. You want to come back home. You want to come back home and be restored to the family of God. You're here this morning. This is Jesus. Raise your hand. You want to have a church home. We see the church. We're not perfect. We are pressing. God wants to do some great things with you. You're here this morning. You want to come to Christ just as you are. Be part of our church family. We'd love to have you. Would you please raise your hand this morning? Father God, bless this house. Bless those who are here. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus, remind this family that every day is resurrection. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen?